1: And God had had it up to here with them. He just took them home. Scary stuff. It's serious stuff, actually. Very serious stuff. But anyways, he took action. We're we're supposed to take action. If we're convicted, if God is speaking to your heart, when is a day of change? When do you you get in the game? When am I going to do something different? When am I going to change my ways? Because there has to be changes if we're going to change. You can't change without changes. Amen? Amen. You can't. And so, uh, he goes and he, and he puts action into it. James chapter one, he famously says, James in his epistle, Verse 21 through 25, this is what he says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the, of the word, this one will be blessed in what, he's, what he does. Christianity works. It really does. The, the problem with, with people who claim it doesn't work or I tried it or I went to church and, you know, blah, 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 blah. If you get the word and you go to a good Bible teaching church where you're getting fed the Bible, not a pastor's topical message every week, but if you go through the Bible, not a church that teaches out of the Bible, but through the Bible. If you go to that kind of church and uh, and you hear what the pastor's saying and you receive it with a humble heart, Make the changes, make the changes. Christianity, it does work, but we must be willing to make the changes. God's not gonna force us. He gives us personal choice and personal responsibility. And the problem with the world out there is that they run from responsibility. Through Christ, I've learned how to be a dad. Through Christ, I've learned how to be a husband. Through Christ, I've learned how to be a servant. Through Christ, I've learned how to be a through Christ I've learned how to shoot a three-point basket. Through Christ, I've learned how to surf. Kinda. I learned how to play tennis through Christ. You know? I've learned a lot. If you're willing to learn and listen, through Christ, I'm learning how to be better uh, in social situations like church, churchy activities. Everyone's has social anxiety, and you know, I join the club. You know, sometimes I want to be around a lot of people. Sometimes I don't. But through Christ, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. He came to change us. Um. So yeah. So do so. You know, it works when you obey. Uh, go inquire of the Lord for me and for those who are. Left in Israel and Judah concerning the words of the book that is found for great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out on us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do according to all that is written in the book. You know that that's the judgment right there. If we don't do what the Bible says, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say for you to do? That's what he says. And so the fathers didn't listen to God. They did their own thing. And there's many Christians. "Ah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm going to go to heaven. But I'm so covered by grace. I don't have to do what God says. I get to go party still. I hang out with all this, you know. Jesus hung out with sinners. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, but they were all listening to him and were open to some change, yeah. you know how many Christians have said, "Oh, I go and I, and in, I witness at the bar." You know, it's like you know, yeah, I'm you know, I'm from the streets, so you know I don't believe all that. You know, it's a good excuse. You know, He loves sinners, but the place better not be demonic, and they better be open and respectful, and ready to hear what you have to bring. Amen. Um. All right, and so they. this is coming. He knows why it's coming, because they have turned away from the word of God. Verse 22, so Hilkiah and those the king had appointed went to Huldah, the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tokath, the son of Hazra, keeper of the wardrobe. That's cool. I, I don't know. She dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they spoke to her to that effect. Uh, and then she answered and said to them, Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord, behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants, all the curses that are written in the book which they have read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me. And burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath will be poured out on this place, and not be quenched. So here is this uh, this uh, prophetess Hulda, who came, Hulda came strong with that word from the Lord, and. Uh, it's a good reminder. You know, if there's anybody naive out there who may think the Lord does not use women in a powerful way in the church is naive. You know, when I got saved, uh, my spiritual mom Sue she wit- she was witnessing to me to give my li- that I would give my life to Jesus Christ, and then when I got saved, she became a, uh, my spiritual mother and would give me so much powerful godly advice she was a woman of the word she was drenched in the word she read the word every single day she had a good word to give me she'd give me a breakfast burrito and a lot of jesus christ and say here you go mijo and uh my caucasian spiritual mom would say here you go mijo pulling on my mexican heartstrings (laughs) But she ministered to me until so she went home to be with the Lord so powerfully I can call her at any time and I was gonna get the most prophetic words from God yeah. and she would just stir me straight she'd smack me across the head if I needed it she was so bold you know to be a, a prophetess it just means that 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 uh, you know, the, the sister had the, the gift of either predicting the future, right? Uh, professing or professing God's truth prophetically. So it's one who, who has a word from the Lord impressed on her heart. And she's going to share it. I have a word of the Lord for you from the Lord. That speaking forth his truth or uh, being able to uh, prophesy about the future, uh, in we see them in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. You know, when baby Jesus was dedicated at the temple, there was the prophetess named Anna there in Luke chapter two, right? When she and she saw Mary Joseph and Jesus, she was the daughter of Phanuel uh, and uh, of the tribe of Asher. And she was of great age and had lived with the husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about eighty-four years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke to spoke of him, that is of Jesus, to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. She was a prophetess. Then there's um, Philip the Evangelist in Acts chapter 21. And he had four daughters, we're told, virgin daughters who prophesied. And they warned Paul the Apostle that when he gets to Jerusalem, they're going to bind you and take you in, you know, and he's going to be persecuted. So, so, you know, let us not be naive. God uses women very powerfully in the church. And, uh, um, But for those who don't know, um, the one position that the Bible uh, um Does not allow women to have in the church that is to be a pastor or a preacher uh, towards men. And uh, I think it needs to be said in these last days, that's for sure, as everyone's trying to choose their gender. They're talking about all that. And the nuclear um, family has been, you know, just destroyed by feminism. And uh, no one wants to mistreat women. But in the 60s, I think their three main goals of the feminist movement was abortion on demand, free college and free 24 child, hour childcare. They just wanted to compete against men in the worst way. And, and the government came in in place of, of the fathers. And that's why we have a society that's filled with big guys, grown men who don't know what they're doing. Because fathers were not around. And I thank God that we serve the God of the fatherless. Who teaches the fatherless how to be fathers and husbands. Amen? Amen. Yeah, it's rough and it's the hard way, but the Holy Spirit helps us. Um, I heard a preacher quote some uh, statistics. And, and there was a survey... In 2017, that said 80% of, of Americans are comfortable with a female pastor. 60% of practicing Christians are open to female pastors. 40% of evangel- evangelicals are fine with female pastors. 50% of, of master divinity degree students are women preparing to be pastoral or, or, or preparing for pastoral positions. of seminary faculty are women who are teaching other women how to be pastors. 11% of seminary presidents are women. 27% of pastors across the country are women. And in 1960, only 2% uh, of pastors in the country were women. And so um, we're told in the in scripture clearly that it's forbidden by the lord. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12 Paul writes, and i do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness, and self-control. Now, the argument for the opposite that, wait a minute, there's prophetesses in the Bible, there's, uh, you know, uh, Priscilla and Aquila. they had a church in their house, so she had to be a pastor. No, it just said that they met in their house. It doesn't say anything about her being a pastor, but they're, they're trying to f- find a, a, a way for them to go around the Word of God. But here, what I just read to you in Timothy, is that God himself, through Paul, to Timothy, to us, takes us to Genesis and says, this is why I don't want women to have authority over men because Eve was deceived, not the man. Oh, Adam saw right through the serpent. But the serpent questioned the word of God to Eve in Genesis chapter three. Did God truly say, Thou shalt not eat of that tree. She said, yeah, we can eat of every fruit of the garden, but not of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day that we eat of that, he said, we will surely die. And Satan said to her, thou shalt not surely die. He questioned the word of God. And we're told that the man was not deceived. He just took it because he wanted to follow his wife which the Bible teaches that the man ought to lead his wife. And so we live in a backward society where where men, fathers and husbands are portrayed like Homer Simpson, just, you know, buffoons and just the butt of every joke, not showing husbands and fathers as, as the leaders that God has called every man to be in their home and we're told in scripture that the head of every man is christ and the head of every woman is man that's the way god made it because we're made differently in fact god refers to the women to women to our sisters as the weaker vessel and we're to give them honor we're to take care of them we're to defend them you know we were in a little situation last night that could have got ugly really quick at lucille's barbecue Hey, it's the holiday. So, yes, I was there waiting forever to get a seat. But, you know, we're, we finally get our seat and, you know, there's a long table with like, I don't know, 15 dudes, you know, tat it back, just kicking it, you know, and, uh, having a nice meal. But they sat us by there. And and the, the it was a long table and the, the 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 part of the table that was furthest from us those guys were quiet and chill, the guys near us man they're loud. I was okay with loud, but they start dropping f bombs and I got my wife and kids there. So I'm thinking, man, these guys are dumb. When I was in the world and I was gangster fied, I had some respect when there were kids and women around. You know what I mean? And I would. Tell my home homies to watch their mouth. This grandma's right here. Mom, you know, just family place. You know, we're not in our pool hall. We're not at the bar. Just it's family place. But they weren't raised like that. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, Lord. So I asked the guy, the, the waiter. And uh, I go up to him and I go, hey, we're gonna need we're gonna need to move to that other table right there on the other, on the quiet side over there by the other side of the table. And they go, because these guys are kind of, he goes, what are they doing? I go, hey, 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 be discreet. Be discreet. You ain't from the hood either, apparently. Be discreet. So, doesn't matter what they said. I just need this table. And he goes, let me go ask my manager because it was packed, holidays. Mm. So he leaves and I walk back to the wife and I say, Get the kids. We're going to go sit at that table. I don't care what his manager's going to say. We're sitting at that table. And my wife said, cool, let's go. But I, and I only say this because I know there's marriages out there where there's women who would say, come on, no big deal. Just stay. I don't want them to see us get up. I don't want, you know, just this. There's not none of that. We're in marriage, God brought us together, I'm the leader of this, we're out here, anything can pop off, we're moving. And I didn't have to say it like that because she's gangster herself, she said, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So we live in a world where we need to teach our boys to be men and to say, you know, be gentlemen and be loving and be all those things. Serve your wife, love her as Christ loved the church, but also to, 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 you know, in the church, you just can't have uh, women pastors because they're going to get played. The fact that they call themselves pastors and pre- women preachers, they have gotten played already to some extent that they would listen to dumb theologians out there who don't who want to avoid Genesis just so that they can, you know, preach. I'm sorry. I know that's not popular, But we're also told in the last days, people are not going to endure sound doctrine. They're going to heap up for themselves, you know, teachers and preachers that they just, yeah, but she's so good. And I get her, you know, woman to woman. Yeah, let her teach women. She can teach women. But if there's men in there, there are angels watching. And they know that God says that's a no-no. Just like my wife cannot be the husband and I cannot be the wife. So maybe we'll have a marriage seminar, right? It's a good time to have it, you know. Just that reminder of our roles, you know. Um, My friend, Pastor Andre, he, he, he he gave me a nugget one time. He goes, God's not asking wives to submit to their husbands. He commands them to. He's not asking for their permission. That's just part of the deal. And besides, when we get married, that's what you do. I vow to follow my my role. You know, so. How do we get into that subject? It's the end of the year. I know some of you are fighting. I know it gets tense. All them cookies, all that sugar, man. It gets in us. Start fleshing out a bit, huh? Nobody's fasting. Everyone's eating. You know, see, right? Huh? A little short with each other. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I should finish this because I'm, I'm, I'm going way too slow on Wednesdays with this. <clears throat> so she tells them the wrath is truly coming. Verse 26, But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord in this manner, you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which you have heard. Because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and against its inhabitants, and you humbled yourself before me, and you tore your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace and your eyes shall not see all the calamity which i will bring on this place and its inhabitants so they brought back word to the king and so this judgment is coming upon judah the babylonians are going to come and destroy their temple and take them as slaves to Babylon for 70 years that's coming no one can stop it but God says because I saw your heart Josiah I'm gonna spare you from all of that and uh you know I it, it's a to me it's another example and picture of 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 how and why God is going to rapture his church out of here before his wrath comes judgment's coming Jesus said it's coming and it's not gonna be nice. And so before God pours his wrath out on a Christ-rejecting world, before that happens, he's gonna take his bride the church out of here. In the air, all crazy like. And they'll be saying UFOs. And they'll be saying space invaders came and E.T. came and got them, something. No, it says in the Bible, Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. Elijah. Went home to heaven without dying in a chariot of fire. And the church, it's promised in the twinkling of an eye, there's a generation that will not die. We're going to get our, our bodies, boom, like that, our new heavenly bodies. That's coming before the judgment. Just like the judgment's coming on Judah and Jerusalem, because God saw that that king belonged to him, he's going to spare him. And it's the same with us. In Second Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. God knows how to make the distinctions between the, those who choose them and those who don't. Amen? Amen? Father, we thank you for your word, for your love, your grace, and your mercy upon our lives. Help us, Lord, to be the people that you want us to be. Help us to be people, the people who, people who love your word like Josiah did. Tender hearted towards it and help us to make the changes that you want us to make. And while all heads are bowed, if you're here and you have not given your life to Jesus, but would like to, just raise your hand. Raise your hand and I'll lead you in a prayer. It's the same prayer that I made 24 years ago and many others. Because God says that if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father and the angels in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you. So if there's anybody here who needs to make that commitment to Christ and, and, and so that you're assured that you're going to heaven and, and ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit today, if that's you, just raise your hand. Amen. Father, we thank you again. May you bless our time of fellowship. May you continue to pour out your grace upon our church. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweetheels.org and hit the online giving tab.